you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The Around the NFL Podcast. Hashtag Get Claybon to London. <laughs> ah, from the Chris Wessling Podcast Studio. It's Around the NFL. I'm Dan Hansis. Room filled with a bunch of heroes. Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler. Yeah. To my right, the man that we must get to the United <laughs> Kingdom at all costs. <laughs> Patrick Levon, what's up, bud? What's up, Dan? What's up, Mark? What's up, Greg? Uh, what's up, Justin? Congratulations. I don't. I mean, <laughs> as far as the things that we should prioritize, right? I I appreciate it. I really do. That's good. I just I just want to keep my job. Like, let's. Uh, mm. But that's how you do. That's, you have to diversify the Claybon brand. Okay. Take it over over waters and and establish yourself in the United Kingdom and uh, surrounding territories. I, you know, like how people lurk on, on Big Brother right. or uh, other shows. I, I just kind of want to be a lurker, like maybe like a Milton-type situation where they legitimately forget Hang about it. Sounds are, feasible. We are already the tallest, most handsome guy in the room, and then my chair is lower than his, too, so let's try to clean this up a little bit. Dan, now you do now have you're a... towering over him. Well, I like that to have my. Sense I'll I don't get a chance to have my feet dangle like a like a fun child <laughs> very much, and these chairs allow me to do that. I always do when you watch this on. If you're watching on the YouTube feed, poor Greg. When you go to the wide shot, I mean, it's just simply you're not a huge person, but you are stationed farther behind everyone. It's like now they found the sit Hobbit back. to some degree. I'm you're not. Just... I'm worried. <gasps> People, people, uh, people get into that. Say Hobbit. <laughs> it's how they filmed the Hobbit with just putting someone at a oh, deep you're distance. Talking about the if, if you look at Greg, yeah. it's not Greg's fault, but he looks yeah. like a, a yeah. someone that just came out of someone's womb compared to the <laughs> no. rest of the people in the. In Here's the what we got to do with Claybon, though. We got to bring him over. He, he's a regular on this show, by the way. We didn't oh, even have to like time. prep him. Like, hey, here's how around the nah. NFC goes. No, he does it Hell every no. year. We are like a a long running show uh, going overseas. Great success, great ratings, but you got to worry it's getting stale after four or five years. You juice up the ratings and the excitement <laughs> by adding a new character for oh, season five. See, that's, bring to Clay, that, bring almost, that almost tracks, but then if you know sitcom history, the, the sitcom that's popular but is starting to grow stale that brings in the cute kid, right? that kid's always a death knell of the show. Okay. That annoying redhead on oh, like we can different, blame strokes. different strokes. Yeah, yeah Danny. So, yeah. Was that his name? 
Well, then we have a I fall guy so. if that happens. Family Either Ties, way, I we think win. they rolled oh, in well, a kid. You know, Family Ties had the child. Mork and Mindy, which is an ancient show, had a an adult um, child that was in an egg. And that show went off the, <laughs> right off the cliff after that. Says this show. All right. <laughs> Second show in a full-time capacity behind the glass for Justin Graver. Uh, Justin, I understand, as everyone knows, uh, the producer's creed. We opened this week's show uh, with the producer's creed, got Justin officially on board with the show. And listen, it didn't go over well with everyone. It just didn't. No. Some controversy. Can we can we listen to Bench with Bonetta, Rachel Bonetta. We love Rachel. And we think that uh, she's a great talent and she's a friend of the show. Very talented. Uh, but she did not hesitate to, you know, clap back at this program over what happened. Let's listen in. I renounce any and all other podcasts outside these walls. I renounce any and all other podcasts outside <laughs> these walls. Wow. I mean, I felt like we had created a pretty good relationship that would have, you know, were you at least like crossing your fingers behind your back? Like we need yes. to, some info. Did you feel immediately bad? Did yes. you think about reaching out to Mohan and I? Because like, just feel like I don't want to speak for you, Mo, but I'm feeling betrayed. Well, like I, I don't want, I don't want to be dramatic, but I thought Justin and I and all three of us had a pretty good we thing had going. I know yeah. we we're just starting out. Huh. All right. Well, listen, um, the oath is the oath. I think everyone's missing the giant loophole that saves me. Exactly, here. Justin. Please go ahead, because I was outside these walls. I thought Dan did that intentionally. That he was saying, like, you NFL media, you can do other things, but. Within these walls, I thought that was intentional. Maybe not. Judging by Dan's facial expression, um, he it's a bit is of a competitive test. and has no love for Bench with Bonetta, apparently. I have much love. I was on the program, in fact, last week, and it was a great time. Check it out if you haven't. Uh, but the oath is the oath. And if you want to use like look at it like that's a loophole, please continue to do that show. But also keep in mind, you know, if we're already using loopholes after one show to get around certain... <laughs> decrees what does that say for the f- mark what does that say is that well i i, yeah. I think there's um for as talented as rachel is i'm surprised that she already hasn't figured out that the producers here at um nfl network on on most of these shows are ambitious and extremely power hungry so <laughs> i wouldn't say a single thing that he said to rachel has any credence because he'll do whatever Whoa. it t- a month ago we were talking about a massive power shift uh, organized by Gravedigger. A month later, where is he? Yeah. Spinning verbal. Justin. You know, Hudson Burner. <laughs> I didn't see this coming. What Mark is referencing is the game of headphones, right? Which is constantly played. And Justin is clearly winning. Right. And I think right. Rachel's also playing the game quite well. Uh, she's my co- uh, my host on Game Debut. Check out our schedule release show next week. Justin, do you have an issue with the tone of Mark's voice there and the way he just described you? I I feel honored that I was able to be described Smart. as such a power. That was another test. I guess completely accurate my analysis. That's the other issue. Another <laughs> test. All right. Enough of this. Wow. Enough of this. We got so much to do. It's around the NFC in 48 minutes. And, you know, checking in, um, Justin Behind the Glass did make us aware that apparently there were some fans uh, and listeners of the Around the AFC segment that were upset that maybe we got sidetracked at a certain point and didn't give some teams the love they deserved. Right. As Graver put it, whiny Colts fans, second place Colts fans. Mm. And just be under, just understand this is not intentional. 
This is a free-flowing conversation that occasionally touches on mature subjects, right? And if we get thrown off course every once in a while, that's how podcasts work. So it's a game of Russian roulette. There's going to be a couple teams that's going to happen to today also. It ain't personal. Don't read into it. I, well, Coca, how about spin it this way, um, complainers? Like, we didn't lose course on roughly 13 and a half of the teams we covered last time. Thank that, you. to me, says that we were on target. Thank you. You know. Thank you. If, if I derail a segment referencing your team, you listening, mm. then I did that specifically to antagonize you, the person who's listening to this, because of That's my play. problem with you. <laughs> Clay Bunn's here, uh, and he's here to win. He's seen you all in his mentions. He knows you. That's transparency. (laughs) He's here to win. All right, let's get into it. We're going to have also a guest a little later in the show to talk about, yes, the International Series, which is back uh, five games, including a a brand-new country. And don't forget you have timeouts. You guys didn't use a single timeout last time. Ooh, I didn't. And that's something to keep in mind. Thank how do those work? Bigger. I don't even remember how that. I don't either. Yeah. So let's just say, just be like, thank you, Justin, for the update. I think that was to, if, if we did have a sidetrack conversation, not about the team in the past, maybe we've used timeouts. Uh, I think it was in between teams. Right. Didn't I, we have two last year? And I feel like Greg used both of them. Immediately. Yeah, it's on. just going to be a, it's, it's a lever for Greg to go off on his own. Right. Uh, last time, so. everyone was too worried about using up oh, all the timeouts. Okay. So they just left them for Dan. And Dan, I think you <laughs> oh, yeah, used like, all three. Start pounding those timeouts. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's. Everybody get that bit is unnecessary. Out. All right, if you need it, use it. Greg, use it. We have three minutes for each team. I think we're good. Three minutes, each team in the NFC. Let's start as we always do on the East Coast, the NFC East. And Patrick Claibon, you're more than a guest. Your family, get it going. All right, so the Dallas Cowboys addressed multiple needs last week. Uh, They also needed to uh, because of the way that they've managed the roster in the past few years. Uh, They've also drafted well, again, because they needed to. Uh, Randy Gregory, Amari Cooper go on this long list of now Cowboys that were on their rookie contract that are now somewhere else that could be contributing on a contender. Uh, This team's going to be a contender. Uh, I I don't know if James Washington and Dante Fowler move the needle that much for me. Uh, Tyler Smith, if you believe in him, right, if it pans out like the recent drafts have, uh, it's good. But here's Mike McCarthy with a top 10 quarterback uh, who's going to contend, right? And potentially, uh, considering there's a Kevin James doppelganger out there, uh, considering all (laughs) of the comedy of errors that happened last year, uh, he might not be there this time next year. So how? what round of the playoffs does Mike McCarthy need to get to to keep his job? Oh, wow. Oh, I, so we're I going there. NFC title game. Whoa. It, even losing that. Because, because I'm, I, I wrote the same note. I think the Sean Payton fascination deriving from Jerry Jones, who was in a, in a car accident last night, not related to the, the fascination, uh, is, is strong and it is more tangibly real as an option for Dallas than ever before. And Mike McCarthy, I think he did a good job last year up until the crumbling in the playoffs. What does he do that's super special? I mean, Sean Payton is going to win you an extra two or three games a season if he's your head coach because of him. And we don't know for a fact that it wasn't Sean Payton related, that car crash. He could have been watching the Netflix movie uh, about Sean Payton starring Kevin James for like the 25th time looking for hidden clues, hidden meetings, because it, it does reward it's a good point. re-watching. It's, the, it's like a Radiohead album. Right. You just, you just learn more each time. I think McCarthy's in a tough spot. I don't think he has to win multiple playoff games. I think if he made the playoffs and, and won a game, that'd be yeah, fine. Don't. Keep it in the right direction. I just don't think he's in a great spot anymore because I just don't think they're as talented as they have been 
uh, over the last couple of years. Offensive line, I have questions. Tyler Smith's probably going to play left guard, not tackle. Um, cornerbacks, not very good. Uh, linebackers, after Micah Parsons, eh. Like, I, I don't see wide receiver still good, but no longer special. So I, I just don't think this is a special roster. I think it's a good roster. And usually Mike McCarthy needs a special roster to go make some noise. Don't overestimate the Dallas Cowboys' ability to lie to themselves. So if, if they feel like they do, they had a good season, which I think means making the playoffs, unless Sean Payton is waiting there, because that does make it a little more intriguing. If Kevin James is waiting there, that would be weird. <laughs> and here's the other thing. We talk about it a lot, but it really does bear fruit if you go to pro football reference. Uh, their last 20 years after playoff seasons, 10 and 6 in 03, 6 and 10 the next year, 13 and 3 in 07, 9 and 7 missed the playoffs the next year. 11 and 5 and 09, 6 and 10 missed the playoffs. 2014, 12 and 4 to 4 and 12. 13 and 3 to 9 and 7 missed playoffs. 10 and 6 to 8 and 8 missed playoffs. 12 and 5 last year. That's freaky. Oh. The International Series is heading to Deutschland. Up next. Here we go. Mark Sessler. I adore the song selection. The New York Giants. I think it's bad business if the Giants have to flat out cut James Bradbury because that was not what they planned to do. But I will say otherwise. Bad business for the New York Giants? Otherwise, though, that's atypical of this offseason. I think that Joe Shane, the new GM, he gives me Brandon Bean vibes. I mean, I know that they've kind of pulled this from Buffalo, and I, I kind of get that sense for the Giants. And I loved how they attacked the draft. They landed our friend and manifester, Kayvon Thibodeau. More of an acquaintance, I would say, but... Right, right. Did he you mentioned friend in our second interview. Timeout. Uh oh. Did anybody hear? Shocker it? that the timeout comes during my speech. <laughs> Is that surprising to you? Dan, Dan took a twenty-second timeout. By the way, he used the shoulders. That that's what. That Mark, means. the very nature of the timeout means you're not going to lose any time. This is an aside. That does. I not understand to your how. I understand the function. So the function of the game includes timeouts. I'm using one to tell you guys that when Joe Shane, your beloved Mark, called Kayvon Thibodeau and said, we're taking you, Kayvon said, I've been waiting. I manifested this. I felt a little betrayed. I thought the whole manifest thing was... Well, no, no, no. He, he said that on NFL Network too long before meeting I with thought, us. So I he's kind of used it. Well, that was our thing. I don't think so. I think well, he had been... Clearly, but I thought it was our little thing. Okay, time in. Dan has a very cute little coffee next to him as well. I think that's he's it's a chai. Now, you're it's on your time. It's, it's a chai oh. latte. The most uh, questionable use of timeouts since like Doc Rivers. You know. Hey, hey I love them adding tackle Evan Neal as well. <laughs> Their offensive line, which has been a hot mess for a long time, Evan Neal, Mark Lewinsky, John Feliciano, Max Garcia. It's like, wait, wait, you can start to see it, and I think they need that. I also love the fact that they did not fifth-year option Daniel Jones. Let's not deal with that drama again. We'll see what happens there, but after so many boring regimes in New York, it's been a long, boring stretch. I think we're on to something here. Am I right, boys? You you are, but I think they really helped Daniel Jones this offseason. Yeah, he could be a free agent after the year. If he does well, he'll be fine. I think they they've done more to help Daniel Jones, whether that's the idea or not. Uh, and a, me, and a lot of teams have for their young quarterbacks, like Chicago, that we've talked about. I just like that they're not they're not verbally wed to him. The Giants in the past with Eli Manning, other guys, they've done weird things where like the incoming coach had to treat right. certain quarterbacks like kings, and they're not having to do. They that. drafted Wandale Robinson in the second round. Is Look, projects as like a slot or a gadget player. That was a, a pick not a lot of people loved that you're getting like a Kadarius Tony 
Sterling Shepard backup uh, in the second round. That was a weird one. The, the thing about Wandale Robinson, and y- you have to excuse it, right? Because to get arguably the two best players up front on each side of the ball on your first two picks, it's like house money at that point. But you do kind of wonder, right? Um, because there was all the discussion about Kadarius Tony and do they want Kadarius Tony? Or is, are they trying to move him? It, the goal should be, well, let's let's ha- take the talent that we have and try to get the best team that we can on the football field. And because it's a new regime, you wonder if they're trying to do that. But since he's there um, and they kind of squelched that top. Yeah, I, I agree. They're, they're doing all they can for Dimes and we'll see what Dimes can do for us and make it make us want. <laughs> right. If, if Dimes finally <laughs> can Dimes do for you becomes the guy that thought he was, they'll deal with the financial fallout yeah. connected to that. They'll happily deal with it. They'll just hit him with the franchise tag, most likely, and maybe work towards something. But I don't know the chances. What are it's a very short list at this point of guys that don't break through and then in year four it happens. He does have a better team around him, but I'm still not overly optimistic about how it this just tells out. me Dayball's watched all his film in these months since he was hired. And your answer was, we're not giving you guaranteed mm. extra money. No. I'm with you on Bradbury. Bad business. They are almost last in cash spending. They, they kind of act like a small market team sometimes. Just saying. Dave Gettleman's got it. Yeah. I don't think. Get that out of their mind. Yeah. It's gone. We move on to Greggy and his Eagles. So many team. Time out. <laughs> what? That's, he's used his last one then. I mean, I think there's only two for the whole group. You just took everyone's. There's three. You got three. Um, That's greedy. Greg's favorite teams. Let's figure them out. You got the Eagles. You got the Saints. Broncos. Broncos. No, they're gone now. Seahawks. See, what? Seahawks have never Gino? been there. Oh, well, yeah. Gino, Dolphins. I guess. Dolphins have Teddy now. Patriots, I guess. Any, am I missing any? Chargers. 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 Uh, Rams. Rams because of LSU. Yeah. Who's your favorite team? I mean, the Patriots are my favorite team of, of all those. I would put the Chargers and the Eagles right now are are battling for the number two spot. But circumstances can't change. Yeah. Let's it's say like, who's going to be fun to watch? You get Geno starting a few games. You get Teddy starting a few games. Then let's check back with Greg. I do, like, I I do have a soft spot for those Dolphins. Patrick, you grew up in Alabama, correct? I sure did. College Central down there? It is. Did you have a favorite football team in the NFL? I didn't. I didn't. And I, I still don't. I'm, I'm kind of like, get the hell out of here. I, I learned, like I without... learned the real answer to this question, and it was the Cowboys. But for some reason, he's ashamed to admit oh. it. Patrick. Wait, what? We've, like, ta- we've talked about this. Yeah, we've wow. had this, this exact conversation multiple times. All right, so I Greg has no now ostracized himself from Rachel and Claybon. Well, just I just there was a soft spot for the Cowboys well, at some point. It's just the blatant disregard of fact that's confusing okay. to me. But Greg has not been ostracized at all. <laughs> Time it. I'm excited about this Eagles team because uh, they had an awesome offseason. Like, does any team have better depth than this Eagles team? First of all, they were supposedly doing a rebuild, right? Remember that? Oh, they made the playoffs during it. Oh, yeah. And now they're back, and you look at this roster. I think it's better than the Cowboys. I think it's up there with the best four or five in the NFC for sure. They have more players that you know that aren't even starting for them. Like, I don't know if Brandon Graham starts on this team anymore because they've got four really good pass rushers uh, with Hassan Reddick there. Uh, you, you bring Jordan Davis in, you might not even start him. You have a first-round pick, Andre Dillard, that can't even get in the mix at left tackle. They've got eight guys 
on offense on their offensive line and eight guys on their defensive line that look great to me. And that's how they won a Super Bowl five years ago was being big up front for all their analytics talk. They're kind of about big line play, which is about as old school as a great line play. Got to cover in the NFL, though. Yeah, they didn't use any of their picks on safety or cornerback. They did not get Honey Badger, who went to the Saints, of course. Um, so they they are thin there, and now they're going to have to, I guess, depend on some guys. They're not up. about that back to front life. They're about that. We're going to get right. so much pressure that, and we're going to play very. I think you just conservative. said what, they're the deepest roster. Is that what you said? I, yeah, I, I think. Well, up front, yeah, they're one I, of the. I'm deepest. with you. I think they had the best off season of any team in the NFC. And you know, like Kazir White, someone that you talk about coverage. I mean, he is he comes from the Chargers. He's a great coverage linebacker. They did improve their defense Nicole all Dean, over the like players. That's Dean. a position of strength now, right. linebacker. I do want to see how AJ Brown changes the way that Philly approaches offense because they were a atypical NFL product last year, running as much as they did and not asking Jalen Hurts to wing it. I mean, now you have to please AJ Brown. And you've also put, even if, if they retain Jalen Rager, despite the fact that, you know, Philly people get upset and they want everybody gone and they never want to see them again, you, you'd be asking him to do something that he wasn't asked to well, do. He's their fifth receiver, Previous. probably. Yeah, Zach yeah. Pascal is a nice four right there. And so you I just, like him too. if you imagine a scenario where even in 2021, A.J. Brown is now under all of those uh, all of those targets that previously went to Jalen Rager. Like, what does that do for the win-loss capabilities of this team? And Nicobe, people are worried about him having surgery. Nicobe Dean could have the surgery today and play the season with one arm, and he would be better in covers than a lot of the linebackers that mm. Philly ran out there last year. And like I said on uh, at the draft or the Saturday night show, after the draft, he said that there were people that were out to get him behind the scenes, the reporting on it. Like, he is not unhealthy he's ready to go and he could make a big difference i think obviously time Time out (laughs) okay so we are out of timeouts it is like the middle of the first quarter if anything important happens the rest of the way i just want to let you know greg you realize you can't talk while i'm taking a timeout do you understand alienated you now too well that's actually not the rule of the timeout could could you out of politeness refrain well that's different i had just a couple of lines of information to read to you about albertina carlson Yes. Born June 12th, 1848, actually. Died 1930, a Swedish zoologist. Um, She was born to Taylor A.P. Carlson and A.M. Johnson in Switzerland, a very famous scientist from that time. It was a needless timeout. We we have no more left. (laughs) You heard us there. You heard us there, but we're going to work through it. (laughs) Um, Like I said, the Cowboys are allergic to... They are allergic to success beyond one year at a time. So the Eagles make sense as that team that's ready to take the division. But a lot of teams look great in May. They're one of those teams. Everyone loves the Eagles. Love the Scorpions, though. Everyone. Deutschland. I thought the Commanders were guilty of overthinking a little bit in the draft. They entered the draft with six picks, and I, you could just picture all these guys in the conference rooms like, we need more picks. Give us more picks. So they traded back in the first, and they passed on Chris Olave, passed on Kyle Hamilton. They take Dotson at 16. Okay, we'll see what happens with him. Could be great. Uh, after they made the Dotson pick, he's a wide receiver, of course, Ron Rivera had this to say about his quarterback room. Braver. Because we got the quarterback. You know, we have a guy that can make all the throws. You know, Taylor did a lot of good things for us, but when you watch some of the things that, that, that Carson has done, you know, we've got to now get guys that can get into that position to make those plays as well. Uh, 
because we got the quarterback. They are certain Carson Wentz is the guy that's going to make this offense sing. It's better now uh, with Terry McLaurin having a, a second banana if Dot's going hit to the, hit the ground running. Uh, and everybody can now get excited about Sam Howell, too. He's probably a fifth-round pick for a reason. I know people who watch college say he's intriguing, but he's a fifth-round pick. Anyway, uh, should should Ron Rivera be as confident as he is that this offense is now about to sing because they got a guy that can make all the No. <laughs> as we all know, decided to really go ahead and uh, start to take command. <laughs> this was That's the most desperate <laughs> attempt at getting a starting quarterback of any team in the league. And what happens to Washington when we're in the middle of off-season programs, in the middle of training camp, the middle of preseason, and Taylor Heineke is outplaying Carson Wentz visibly to our eye? Sam Howell is not probably going to see They won't starting. allow that. They might not even put him on the field. I, but that, but he, I just think that Taylor Heineke could be just simply be the better quarterback. He will, he, Taylor Heineke is the exact kind of quarterback that is always going to make the starter who's not great look inferior because Heineke is a frisky little guy. Right. But... I don't know. It's just he might not play in the preseason. It'll be all Wentz and Howell. I saw your little tasty uh, uh, tweet there, Greggy, uh, that Kyle Brandt called the gateway tweet that <laughs> that Carson Wentz has a better offensive cast around him now than he did in Indy. Yeah, I don't even think that's a question. Do, does it Taylor's matter? Does it team. matter with Carson Wentz? No, I'm not. I, that was not a pro Carson Wentz treat, uh, tweet. I agree with everything you said about Wentz. I think the price of quarterback going down uh, made that move look even more foolish. Uh, I'd much rather have Baker Mayfield for that matter. Uh, but yeah, Antonio Gibson and some good running back depth. Okay, that's worse than Jonathan Taylor, but it's still quite good. The offensive line ranked higher than the Colts in basically every metric last year and looks solid. I wouldn't say it's amazing, but it's good enough. And then the receivers are fun. I mean, I know Curtis Samuel's never healthy, but even if he wasn't, you have McLaurin, you have Jahan Dotson, uh, you have Cam Sims as a fun three. De'Ami Brown, maybe he can do something. He's a deep threat. I think... And I've, I've always believed Scott Turner is an underrated play caller that's been dealt a bad hand. We like young Turner. I, I think it could be seen as an anti-Wentz take. Like, if it doesn't right, work now, right. then let's not do this ever again. Right. I don't think it'll work, but I just think the team's okay. By the way, defense, 27th DVOA. Here we go, please. <laughs> a lot of commanders in Washington. He's right. <laughs> there are. You can't say he's not right. Yeah. That place is teeming with commanders. Let's hear it again, Joe. A lot of commanders in Washington, D.C. and the Pentagon. <laughs> yeah, the Pentagon. Oh, oh, don't forget about the Pentagon. No, five they let side fortress. Too. And what about Carson Wentz? I want to hear from him. As we all know, decided to really go ahead and uh, start to take command. <laughs> Just one more take. The social media guy, all he had to do was says, okay, that was good, Carson. Now let's remove the ums and the kindas and then they begin no. to that, that, was, that was that was swag. Like he was trying to put panache on it, but it turned into uncertainty. No, that was the sixth take. Let's um, that was on, five uh, takes. He just uh, couldn't even get it out. To, I'm excited um, to uh, maybe um, get ready to start to maybe command. It's like all right, uh, it'll, it'll work. You know how we didn't say like the the old Washington team nickname for a while, or, yeah. or a lot of people didn't, and and I didn't in writing. I'm actually doing the same thing with this nickname. I'm just going Washington. I'm standing against. This nickname, too. I well, just, I've been I, on that beat. I can't you. I mean, deal I, with it. I find it to can't be a tedious it. nickname. Right. You're, well, you'll get your pure little it. Pentagon. I mean, Do you remember the lady by the pool, Dan? <laughs> oh, the lady. When I did the Benetta podcast with Graver and the lady by the pool. Let's bleep out the word, okay? Okay. Because uh, you guys need to know how this went. Uh, we're recording poolside in Vegas. I guess this is a timeout. We have to go over with another time out here. I mean, that's you can't. You just got a penalty, a technical. We'll foul. take it. Yeah. We'll take it. Um, we're <laughs> recording by the pool. It's a great conversation. A woman, really, 
been in the sun probably the last 45 years, I'd say. Mm. Um, says, ah, what was I, NFL draft? I was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, ah, go Rams. And they're like, uh, actually, the commander's now. No, Rams. Go Rams. It's like, oh, okay. It's like, oh, okay. That's who we're dealing with. She is a high caliber woman. I want slurs. (laughs) Give me slurs. It's my right to yell slurs at you. Uh, She's probably still laying in that chair right now. What happens in Vegas? Well, she took it out of it. Yeah, so she's going to make it out. All right, let's uh, take a break and then move to the NFC North. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, here we go, Greggy. Get us going with the Bears. Nailed it. So I look at this Bears team, and I look at the fact that they are dead last in cash spending. This is my new thing that is a little bit on my radar. Because like some teams try harder than others. Sure. Some teams are spending $100 million more in cash than others, even when they're at the same salary cap. And things go up and down. you got to look at it over multiple years. But the Bears haven't spent in three years. they got Luke Getze as their offensive coordinator. they got Byron Pringle as their number two receiver. Uh, Bellis Jones, a 24-, 25-year-old prospect who's kind of a return guy, as their one draft pick at wide receiver. They don't have a good offensive line. And they just haven't been doing enough, whether it's the coaching, whether it's free agency, whether it's trades, whether it's the draft to support Justin Fields or just to support having a good offense, which is the point of playing football to me in 2022. You got to play good offense sense what's going on with the Bears right now, because they did mortgage their future to get Justin Fields. They gave up a first round pick. But the, the organization did still. And they have a guy here that is on a rookie contract now heading into year two. 
and they did nothing to help him in year one. Absolutely nothing. They kept a lame duck coach and everybody knew was not the guy. Same thing with the general manager. They let him draft uh, through the draft class last year, and now they're not spending. Like you're saying, they let Allen Robinson leave in free agency after getting him to essentially not want to be in that building anymore. And it's just it feels like it's all wasteful. I don't see any direction that's positive right now with this. I, I do think like incomplete grade for Ryan Poles, the new GM. I mean, there's there's more to do here. But I put it more on people above him. Yes, right. I, the thing is, though, I mean, the sweet spot for every one of these NFL teams is the quarterback on the rookie contract. And if they like Fields, and then they have to pay him a ton of money two years from now, if he if he survives all this then you're out of that window and the bears are in a whole different type of problem financially. And it's like, this is the time to spend. It's the time to surround Justin Fields with as much as possible. And he has less than Jared Goff had in Detroit a year ago. It's just, which, which way is it going to be? If you believe he's not the future, then I'm sure considering the, the quarterbacks and the way people felt about this most recent draft class, maybe there's a market for Justin Fields. If you don't believe in him, maybe somebody else does, but if you do, then, then what is your plan? Not just the previous regime mortgaging their future like he is the future. He's somebody's future. Um, He's more important than the coach. That's the right. thing I think that gets lost. These rookie quarterbacks are ultimately more important than whatever the vision of Ryan Poles and the coach is. Like, hire a coach with the vision for Justin Fields. I'm not sure these guys do. 11 draft picks. They used one of those picks on a wide receiver. This is a team that had two players on the roster that had played a snap last year. Uh, for the Bears. Darnell Mooney, Byron Pringle are there now. But Velas uh, Jones well, Jr., set number 71, is the only guy they brought in. To Greg's point, he's more of a special teams guy than he is someone who proved in He'll college be, that yeah. he could be he a big be productive playing, wideout. Man. The Lions, Mark. Sorry, Bears fans, that was sad. Well, it's not. They know. Yeah, they know. Better than us. Do they, though? I got a lot of people mad. <laughs> that is a fair question. Uh, Detroit, I there's still issues here, but I see hope. I... I do. I see a white knuckle offensive line. The beginning of a pass rush that could be pretty nasty if Aiden Hutchinson works out. You look at the, a year ago, they were like Chicago. They had major issues at wide receiver. And we didn't know that Amon Ross St. Brown would be what he was, which was a great young first year wideout. Jamison Williams is added to the mix. They've got a creative, underrated coaching staff. I think Jared Goff is probably no more exciting than like a cup of yogurt, but he isn't the worst thing on the earth. What flavor? Vanilla, right? Oh, yeah. Like the Any kind topics? of like, there's not even fruit in it. It's yeah, just, but if it's, it's like 8:45 part. p.m. and you just want a little snack, yeah. like bang, bang down the yogurt, it's good. I, it so I, that's what I mean. A Jared Goff, it's in certain time and in certain place, yeah, can, can it get it done too. You just you do it. You it's do it. The yogurt. Bang, yeah, it just, just bang it down. Take Jared Goff straight to the head. Is it crazy? Slurp it up. Because I I fall for these things all the time, and it's you've got to start ah! to self police. Is it crazy <laughs> to see a Lions team that maybe freaks their way to nine and eight? And is alive for a wild card berth in that final week of the season. Why not? I, I, I there, this team was so close a year ago, uh, especially late in in the season, time after time, uh, getting just a few plays away. I, I, I don't see why not. It's it's so hard to handicap things, especially in this division, because we don't know how to feel. We got a new head coach coming in Minnesota. There's there's turnover. There's change in Green Bay, and again, uh, we just talked about the the Bears situation. Why not? They I have th- great coaching too. At least from what we saw a year ago, they maxed out. They were incredible against the spread. I know that's random, but I think it just shows how they were way better than expectation week after week. It wasn't just winning a couple games. They could have won more. Very deep up front on the defensive line. Josh Pascal was a guy that's a, a high ceiling type of pass rusher to to combine with Hutchinson. Depth there. 
I to me this is this is my favorite for team of ATL. I know you just went through all those Ooh. teams mm-hmm. that yeah, that that are my teams, but I feel like this is a team no, you don't that get, America you don't get can get lions. behind and that that we can get behind as a group. Who we would have fun rooting I, on the Lions. I, I, I'm with yeah. you. Well, I'm as with you. as um as I said to Cynthia, like they are what the Browns were a few years ago. They're this underdog team that's had a long run of failure, and they feel like they're on the come up, but they're not loaded by any stretch. They're just now they're going to be on hard knocks, like that Browns team was. Ooh, it's you be, wanted to do it right now? You want to do a team of ATL in May? Seems a tad premature. I don't know why. You know. <laughs> let's think about it. Let's come back to that. We might have to use the let's, time. Let's out do there. it, and then we can we can go back on it if we want to change our minds. See, but I don't think that's strong. No, I, I feel like yeah, if we do it, decide, we got to yeah. do it. I'm fine if but we just do it Patrick's and stay point, with it. Uh, to ask, can they go nine and eight? It really, to me, comes back to the division, which is if Green Bay takes a step back, possible. If Minnesota takes a step back, possible. Chicago is going to stink. We know that. Well, we think we know that. We think we know everything right now. Go four and two there, and, and you're flying. It's also possible the Lions are one and five in October. Yep. <laughs> Notice how uh, Justin hasn't even taken the trank out. I th- I Did saw he use load- up all of his ammunition? I saw it loaded up one time, but but we got there. He was thinking about it. All right. It's true. You guys overstepped on one of these teams recently. The Packers. Where's the urgency? (laughs) Where is it? Across the league, we see teams making aggressive plays in free agency, trades, the draft, adding impact wide receiver talent. Those teams believe could get their offense over the top. The Packers, you know, we're coming off a playoff game where the offense was tight as a drum, ineffective. They traded one of the best wide receiver in their wide receivers in their history. Stayed away from any splashy free agency move. Didn't make another blockbuster trade to replace Adams. Then went defense with two first round picks. The six wide receivers came off the board ahead of them. I know they get Christian Watson early in the second round. Maybe he'll be a stud. I'm not saying that's not possible. They've done that before with non first round picks, but there's a big assumption that he's going to be that. And remember that with, Devontae Adams, another second-round pick that became a stud. When he came in, he didn't need to be the guy. They had Jordy Nelson there. I think Greg Jennings might have still been there. But you're now asking this kid, the second-round pick, hey, we got to win a Super Bowl. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Be great. I'm dubious of the whole thing. And as a Packers fan, if I was, I'd be disappointed. And he's going to be compared to all the other wideouts taken a little bit before and after him as well to make sure that Green Bay got the right guy when they skipped on a wideout early on. I, my one thing about Green Bay is like two years in a row, 13 and three seasons, things have gone as well as possible, right? You have had a MVP quarterback two years in a row. You get to January, the engine falls out of the vehicle. And it, what happened last year to lose to San Francisco in in it, that's the, that should have been their Super Bowl run. The NFC is weak. That's all that's saving them right now. I wonder if they mm. need to go through some madness earlier in the year and not have such a pristine regular season. So when they get to January, they're more battle tested. Yeah, p- perhaps. And, and they they had their moments. I just think it's still a really good team, though. I mean, I, I don't love the process for how they got Watson. You got two. You traded two second round picks uh, to go get him. Romeo Dubs. What a name. Fourth round pick at receiver uh, that. Some people believe it's a little more pro-ready and might be a but factor. But it's a dart throw. Or, is my or, point. These, I get it, yeah. but they add D- Devontae Wyatt, which looks like a great pick. It's a really good defense. It's a good backfield. It could be a really good offensive line. One of the reasons that Aaron Rodgers is worth all that money, the same reason why Tom Brady is, is because he makes receivers better and he makes it work. Well, it, 
why did they lose last year, right? They, they were playing the 49ers. It's Devontae and nothing else. They just needed an option, right? And so now you take Devontae off of the team, and it's just I, I, I cannot be hit with any idea that this team is better without That Devontae. annoys me, too. I also think they lost because it's so cold. Oh, come on, Greggy. Yeah, stop making excuses the same for this team. For everybody, but they're like, the Green Bay Packers. Just say it. They're the like re- a passing attack that had nothing to do there. It was a total implosion. Use the resources at your disposal to become a better football team than you were what last year. What are you in the bag for the Packers for? What's I'm going on here? I'm not in the bag. I just think they're a fine team. No, they're, they're I didn't fine. say they weren't fine. They're going to be. They're going to win 10 to 12 games. Now someone's taking darts. The darts are making me stronger. <laughs> Come back to me when Ro- Romeo Dubs is racking up dubs on Sunday's oh, 90 catch. All right. That's what he wants. Make, make a sandwich prop, okay? All right, finally, Patrick Claibon on the Vikes here All in the right. north. So the Minnesota Vikings are the Minnesota Vikings, right? O- O'Connell comes in. Uh, they, they get Pat P back. I, I like the draft. If you look at it, right, without going through the draft process, I love Lewis Seen. I love Andrew Booth. Um, I think Seen, honestly, uh, watching him, what, not not like Kyle Hamilton, but I could see a case that he could bring not a similar talent, right, but a, a lot uh, from that safety position. The issue with the draft was the trade values, right? You're you're in there, you're trying to to see. I, I was in New Orleans looking at the Saints draft, and I'm I'm doing all the calculations based on the Rich Hill trade chart, Calculate, and then I baby. see the the in division trade with the Lions. And I look at the points, and I'm like, Questy, what are we, what are we doing? Like, what's going on? People got different charts, though. Yeah, Questy exactly. Liked it. And since since the time, I, I have become more amenable to it. But I just wonder, uh, with the continuity at the quarterback position, I, I think Justin Jefferson's one of the best in the game. What is it that's keeping me from really believing in the Minnesota Vikings? I, I have to ask this question internalized to myself and to you guys. What's holding us back from thinking this team? I get sucked into the I mean, Vikings you know the, all the time. Come on. You know what the answer is. It's the same answer as it is every year. Same guy throwing the ball. I know, but then like last November, we were like, this guy's having his best year ever. Yeah, but then he ultimately will not. I mean, I I do think, though, the the Zimmer experience needed to end. The quotes coming out of that building (laughs) were so negative. So I think it comes down to like, Kevin O'Connell and Kirk Cousins. Is is Kevin O'Connell a special coach? We have no concept. It's a totally different defense. It's a different offense. I like that, that for them. They could not run back what we experienced last year. I would have been tired of it from week one on. I feel differently right no, now. No, they're really different. They're, like they're that. giving that you big like that. secondary energy that we talked about with the Bengals. To draft scene, booth, and then another fourth-round pick to a Secondary that already had pretty good talent with Peterson, Harrison Smith, Cam Dancer. Like, that's what they're trying to do. But then you look at the offense, and it's basically the entire same. It's exactly the same as a year ago, except you're replacing the coach, and you're just counting on O'Connell. I'm, I'm wondering, they'll never admit this, but if, like, the first uh, draft for Equestia Adolfo Mensa, right? They trade out of 12, Okay. And they get they pass on Kyle Hamilton, a guy people say could be generational talent at safety, to take a safety at 32, pick up a third round pick, and then the team that they traded with the Lions, team in their division, takes a big time wide receiver prospect, Jamison Williams. That's problematic. And I know they picked up a mid round pick, and GMs love mid round picks. I get that. But I wonder if like if in the heart of hearts, if they're not totally thrilled how that first round played out. Well, they'll be reminded of it every time Jamison Williams torches them. Like, their fans will remind them of that if that happens. Patrick, you're doing such amazing work. I think you need to take a blow. Okay. 
you know, take a quick break. I'll, we only have this is I know under a, the huddle, fourteen billion dollar company, but we just have four mics. Yeah, and we got to make room for what? What is a uh, Father Christmas? That's that, what the, that, the British call Santa. That is right? individual. Yes, Father Christmas is coming in, so Patrick steps out right after this break. <laughs> Time out. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I thought when a couple like months ago when you had a private lunch and you were you had big news for me, I thought you were announcing that you were staying in our country and I was going to be a part of the ceremony or something. But yeah, honestly, so I had asked for that music and. Uh, no, different. No. That's Henry Hodgson is here <laughs> to talk international games. Uh, you are not staying here. There will be no uh, ceremony. Uh, you're leaving us. I'm sorry. Is it? Do we have the British music to play instead? Uh, Can we not. have a ceremony saying goodbye at some point? That would be appropriate after, after what he's done. I'm a little upset still. I've been on record here that, you know, I don't have many friends, Henry, that I consider actual friends. You're one of them. So the, the, the list went down from like 12 to 11. And well, that hurts me. Well, I, 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 he made uh, his top 12 friends list. That's he was. exciting. I would, he I was, was one of my top 12. I was. I, look, what I would say is that it, that was one of the things that came into my decision as well. I could have, I had opportunities to leave three, four years ago. And mm. it's taken me that long to get to the point that I was willing to, to say goodbye to you. No, we, uh, we're all very uh, happy and proud of you, Henry. You're going to do a great job as the general manager of United Kingdom. Properties sounds NFL powerful media. Oh my god! Um, and now, <laughs> since you are the general manager to be overseas, and you're moving back home uh, in a little bit, uh, we should talk 
International Series, which was announced this week, and we were texting back and forth, and uh, I know you wanted to get in here and really uh, plug the brand. So Listen, Hold on. <laughs> like the, I said to you last week, hey, by the way, gave you a little bit of a heads up that we were going to be announcing the games. Uh-huh. And I said, how about I come and talk, talk to you about the games? And then this morning you texted me and said uh-huh. – Come and come and plug your stuff or something. It's it's like the power rankings. Welcome to my world was I think almost the exact quote. It's like welcome to I'm come to talk about the NFL schedule. It's not I'm not plugging it. No, you said here's the text exchange. I do have to confess that I went on the Insider Show with Rhett Lewis today. That was great. Whoa. I had a great time yesterday. With and Rhett. Uh, it's possibly I'll be repeating myself. And I then replied, I have no issue with you repeating yourself. You got to plug and promote, baby. Welcome to life in the power rankings world. When I do five wow. different NFL shows, I make up. The, I have to say the same point over and over again. Got to plug the brand. You are the brand, bro. You are the United Kingdom for all intents and purposes. On I appreciate this is a little bit like I felt like obviously as, as one of your biggest listeners, uh, what you were trying to help Mark with around around the draft and yeah. and really plugging his right. brand, the mock draft. So you're, right, you're so kind of this is the same yeah. the same same recipe. It's, so same. it's like his. It's like oh, are the Chargers fallen from 13th to 17th? Is is your equivalent for like here are five games across the world that right. 90,000 right. people are going to be in the stands for cheering? Don't exactly. you not, I mean, what not, I do. That, that's not as big as the power Wait, rankings. Where you Greg, make that up felt a list like a, of, what were what were you doing with that? He's just a mean spirited. <laughs> What's man. going on with Greg? We, we understand that. About Greg, and we appreciate it. <laughs> uh, Henry, let's talk the games. Let's we'll talk start, about the games. Uh, we'll start with your beloved hometown, London. And we got three games, and we're rolling here. Give it to me. Give me that stodgy old tune. I mean, it's literally like it's about celebrating God Save the Queen. Stodgy. Oh, that's, that's a song. It's great. You know, I love, love this song. Your home country. I know you do. And I love, we love having you there as well. How old is the queen? She's like 105 right now? I think she just celebrated like her 90th birthday. Let's get on with it already. Get on with what? Oh. I mean, like the, I would like to see some fresh blood in the in the. I know what you chair. mean by that. Right. Have some respect. Well, I, That's the queen, uh, man. Do you want to come to London this get year? Get on with it. Does Mark want I, the queen to die? That, no, I know. Right. I well, yes. See, he I obviously wanna... does. He backed up the, like, we gave you a chance to... Take a step back, and then you were like, "I want fresh blood." Was no, that, uh, is that put, why you weren't allowed into the UK last year? No, that's words being put <laughs> in my mouth. I just want to see what it's like when it's a I new see. regime. Okay. Here we go. I'm excited for that. Anyway. There's a over a <laughs> four five week span. We have three UK games. We have Vikings versus Saints, Giants versus Packers, Broncos versus Jaguars. All spicy games. I love it, buddy. Terrific. What do you have to say? Like, look at that slate. That's the best London Plug slate it, baby. ever. I'm plugging it. That Aaron Rodgers. Best. You got Aaron Rodgers. You got a Tiffany franchise in the Giants. You got mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins. You got the Saints. And then you got. I mean, you just led with Kirk Cousins. Russell Wilson. You got the Jaguars maybe being half decent. Well, yeah, certainly turned around from where they were the mess last year. You got the Jaguars refusing to play in the hot toddy, which is always like a fun subplot. He's at they're at Wembley they're, they're Stadium against Wembley the Stadium. What's the story behind they that? They refused to. I know you would know no, that. No, there's no refusal. Refusal. Wembley Stadium is is a crown jewel. Um, not not just of UK stadiums, but of world stadiums. This is a new Wembley Stadium, though. To be clear, this isn't the original. Yeah. Classic. We truck. generally been there? have you been? To- no, I've not been. To we Wembley always yet. are oh. covering games at the Hot Toddy. So normally, if we would go, it would be one of those first two games. October second is Viking Saints. They only play classics, by the way. Not just right. that playoff game, but a game that when Wes was on the show, we would talk about all the time. The famous Sam Bradford 
week one performance against the Saints. I think it was 2018. Maybe the best game by a quarterback Goose played bumps. in that entire season. It was Sam. It was the apex of Sam Bradford's career. Maybe Sam Bradford would come back for this one. Right. I, can I ask you one, over. some inside information, like question from you about the Packers that they waited this long or, or were able to wield their power and not go to London up until now. Mm, that is weird. What was, was there, is there pushback from the Green Bay organization to Absolutely participate not. in this? Absolutely. Good question, The opposite. Mark. So up until now, they've Thanks. had a reason to be able to push back because it was kind of either voluntary or it was based on a Super Bowl being played in your city, which as we... But they didn't volunteer. So there was no, they weren't overly... It didn't, they weren't overly excited okay. about it, but also because Lambeau Field is so special to they the gave to up the a whole, They gave up a Lambeau Bay. game? For this year, yes, the, the hmm. Packers, the, the way that the, the schedule is now worked out is with the additional 17th week. Got it. The or 17th game, the um, the team that has more home, or the conference rather, that Got has it. more home games, the NFC, those teams this year are the, are the ones that are giving that makes games. Sense. Next year, the AFC, back and forth. There there's there's, a, there's a lot the of UK Packers fans, I feel. There are. I mean, you know, and Giants fans. There's two of the more popular front teams. Runners, Let's head. Guys to Deutschland. Let's. And this is a first. And this is something we're all excited about. We'd love to get back to London for a fourth time. We really want to get to Germany for the first time because Deutsch. Seattle Seahawks. some Gucci music here. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is pretty good though. Come on. This song it's is the NFL incredible. Network game. In Munich. This is, this is a long time coming, getting the NFL to Germany. Not just the NFL, Tom Brady. Tom like Brady. Got, who, who would you send to, for a first, a first mission? When he unretired, the NFL, did you know this game was already happening yes. at that point? Ooh. So the NFL Germany office went from thinking we well, got from Brady. the highs of announcing the Buccaneers to the lows of Brady Ooh. This game could have been a disaster, though, to, had Tom Brady not. I don't think that. <laughs> well, they Drew lost Lockers. Russell Wilson. Now you're going to get Geno Smith, potentially, so that's kind of a nightmare. But you got Tom. The Seahawks, though, are a, a top three club in, in Germany. The people of Germany love the Seahawks hmm. because they've been such a successful team over the last All right, give me the top three so. teams in uh, Germany. The New England Patriots Eek. because of their success. Yeah. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, very, very popular, and the Seattle Seahawks. I bet they like, I don't know anything other other than we have a, a great uh, listenership in Germany. It's very voracious. Germany an uh, is an underrated uh, country for American football love. Your days at NFL Europe, they were thriving uh, back then. But my guess is they like hard-nosed defensive teams. So I would think they might maybe like the like Legion of Boom back in the day. The you know what I mean? Was very, that's exactly the I actually, exactly I, I don't, this is, yeah, well done. Yeah, these guys know. I went to Germany <laughs> yes. with the NFL people yes, and we went, to, we went to high schools and they were teaching them like defensive line drills. There were like fully formed like football teams all over Germany. Are, it's, the, it's hardcore. Greg says that it's underrated. I would say okay, it's, maybe it's, people it's know. actually very exploding. Underrated. It's and, exploding in yeah. Germany. And it's the fastest growing market. Were you yeah, aware wow. that Mark spent some time as a youth in England? Were you aware of that? I, I had heard it. Yes. Wait, but so, so I um <laughs> in Surrey, Dan. I met Surrey, beautiful, beautiful town, Years. village, leafy Days Surrey. Even. Yeah. I mentioned this awkwardly on uh, on a hit that's going to air on the schedule release show. It we'll see if it makes it. Okay. But my dad, born in Germany, uh, my grandfather received 
reparations uh, for decades for, for what they did uh, to our people there. I, I've never been there. Your brother has a German passport. He does. He has German uh, passport. You didn't get around to doing that's, it. That's part of the reparations, too. too. Um, Gino Smith is playing in this game. We got to be there, Henry. I, su I support that 100%. I mean, the exciting thing is that it's an NFL Network game. NFL Network is behind Send all us. of these exciting games. You guys should be... We want to go to London, too. And in Mexico. In Mexico City. Actually, I, we really want to go to Mexico. Oh, Mexico. I have a whole plan for Mexico City. Does it involve all of us? Or? I've already discussed this, that I am willing to go with the three of us, but I am going to drive there from here. It's 33 hours. I've talked to Randy behind the glass about, you know, where to go, where not to go. He's given me some tips. Right. And uh, then I will just stay in your room and be a servant to you. I'll do anything that you ask. Whoa. I can't guarantee I'll be there. But 49ers uh, Cardinals. That's a fun game, too. It's a great game. Late season game. game. DeAndre Hopkins back. Finally, let's head south of the border. Oh, to Mexico City. Estadio Azteca for the Niners and the Cardinals. An NFC West tilt, Henry. And I know... Greg's already uncomfortable. He's like, oh, is this insensitive? Randy Chavez picked this song. Chavez, and baby. And it's, and it's Cinco de Mayo. Wasn't and it's Cinco de Mayo, baby. Wasn't even, well, I was just enjoying the incredible house music we have. It was, <laughs> was great. A little nervous, a little you, 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 squirmy uh, in the pants. I got to admit, I, I was you hit a little too close to the mark there. <laughs> I, was I was reading the Around the NFL staff. Chavez cover. Ravine. <laughs> Behind the glass, Randy. Go ahead, Greg. What were you saying? I wasn't saying anything. <laughs> Henry, go ahead. Well, it's a it's a, another fantastic game. This is a Monday night football game. If you remember, the last couple of games in Mexico City have been Monday night. Raucous games. The Cardinals and 49ers both have huge fan bases in Mexico because mm. people, you know, it's Arizona, obviously local. The 49ers, a California team, a lot of support. It's going to be a huge game. Awesome. And, and, and you know, like that is, where are we? We're like, we probably, I think we, it's the week just prior to Thanksgiving. So that's what, week 13. Everybody knows, season doesn't this really begin until exactly, after Thanksgiving. I was about to say. But this is pretty close. This is close. This is a big this division is a tilt. This is a playoff type. Mark Sessler. I, and you'll this, be there in a, an old jalopy that you've driven down from Southern California. No, my lease car, it's like it's like a year old. <laughs> oh, good. But uh, <laughs> not, you're not a big fan of driving, though. I, I am. when I, I don't like go. driving other people around. I like driving myself. But I have heard that you also feel a little unsafe sometimes with other people on the road. I don't know that the traffic in Mexico is necessarily... I actually am a sneaky... Good driver. A lot of that is a big U-turn for everybody. No, a lot of that is just um, false advertising based on lack of experience with me from the other podcast. But hosts. you said right. it. You're the one who always <laughs> talks about it. I well because there was a period where I think that I, I needed. to. You're saying you've improved. He's through I have vastly reps. improved. That can happen. Yeah. Right. Uh, Trey Nobody, Lance. Hey, no one's gonna take that away from you, bro. Know, and if you drive all the way to Mexico <laughs> City, <laughs> you'll be great. You'll by be then. amazing. Yeah, you'll probably be driving F1 well, cars a year. It's Mario right. Andretti over here. So I'm looking it up, and it's um, 18. Hold on, 1,800 miles. I think that would really Fine. f my uh, turn this up on my, my lease arrangement. Yeah, your lease arrangement. <laughs> You got Trey Lance, you got Kyler Murray running around way over sea level. The defenders are getting tired. Well, Jimmy G probably. Yeah, it's 2,000. Higher in the fourth quarter. 2,000 miles higher than. It's feet not 2,000 miles higher than Denver, but it is 2,000 feet. 2,000 feet higher than Denver. Higher I than believe Denver. me, when you're there. It's like, actually you know, like I'm, in space. I think on NFL Network, I might have said it was 2,000 miles higher. So that's just another notch in our belt. 2,000 mile high stadium. 
Well, what, do you, what do you think? You you are kind of mit, you're the VP of international <laughs> before you're going to be the GM, right? GM. And so this Hell is the yeah. third time we've talked about these games today. We talked about live on NFL Network. Plug NFL it. Now we're going to be on the schedule release show. Plug it. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be the first time we've actually ever been on a show with Rich Eisen. And then this, what, if we ever there was going to be three minutes of work that we've ever done that we want to put uh, with such esteemed colleagues, this was it. It was yep. a total home run. Uh, and now here, like Plug we are, it. we are kind of. Mr. Oh, International, all three of us. We well, can you call are, us but like, Mr. International. Are you Network, proud? Are you proud? Dad? I am very proud of where we've come together. But the whole NFL Network has become Mr. International over oh, the last yeah. 24 hours. And Mrs. And Mrs. We have seen you know so much support. The, our friends at Good Morning Football yes, helped us unveil the games yesterday. Mm. Um, we would have done that if you asked. Henry, right. Neil Reynolds, you had to your choose. Neil Reynolds yeah. was on with Andrew Cicillo. Well, that Neil. dims our accomplishments to say that the whole now the whole network's on board, but we were the ones who you know <laughs> wandered you, through the desert for you uh, to to bring the message. Took the slings and arrows across the, the sea. Desert. People said we couldn't do it, but we did it. Wandering through the desert also included staying in nice hotels in London. And, and, oh, and yeah, but that's not the, we got to uh, go back to London different. too. As that's much different. as we like Germany, we want to go back to London too. But only would specific high-class hotels. How would you feel about that? Could we all move there? Where? To your London. castle? Oh, yes. move there. I'd go right now. I would stay in one of your castles, yes. We've talked Mark's about this. going back to Surrey. Oh, naturally. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about this before. Um, Dan said he doesn't uh, want to leave the country ever. <laughs> Narrative. But now, no, you said it. Uh, you said occasional vacation, but you lo- you're you the... Yes, I like it, the my colors, country. Oh, what the a colors terrible person I am. Don't run. <laughs> Oh, what a bad guy I am. That's not a bad guy. Mr. Worldly, where have you been? If the situation pops up, I I would go with you. I do remember once Mark and Dan and I going to the draft in New York and hatching a plan for us to leave our families behind and live in a small apartment together. That's true. We we actually had it. We picked out a place. It was a beautiful spring uh, weekday in Manhattan, and it was very alluring, the concept. Yeah. That's where I'll leave it. Henry, (laughs) you've said it all. Thank you. And uh, Patrick Claibon is going to reclaim his seat in a moment. Okay. But just um, just know that we've already had a conversation about what it would be like if the two of you were young studs out on the town together. Me and Claibs. Yeah, you and Claibon. Sounds fun. Yeah, it does. Could do some damage. <laughs> Wish I had a time machine. The reason why we had to actually separate them is because it would be just devastating uh, bad for Mark, Greg, and myself to have the two of you in here with us. I was in mm. here where you went on vacation at some point, not that long ago, and, and Patrick and I sat with um, Greg and Mark, and we had a great time. I've erased that episode the, uh, it, from the YouTube. The, 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 the devastation that we felt uh, didn't come up with Mark and I, so maybe this is just you. No, I think I got this one nailed pretty good. <laughs> um, all right. Thank you, buddy. Before uh, I go back to yes. the UK, can I come on here one of course. time? Of course. More than just one. Yes. Yeah. I just <laughs> want to make sure this isn't goodbye. This is not goodbye. You come on next week. Whenever Dan leaves, that's just that's your time <laughs> to come in. It's like uh, Frank Drebin once said, this isn't goodbye. It's just we're never going to see each other. <laughs> Henry Hudson. There he goes. Should we play him out with Yankee Doodle Dandy? No. No. It was. I thought I was going to use it, but I couldn't. All right. Bye, Henry. Bye. All right. There he goes. Henry, and welcome back. Patrick, what'd you do during the time off? I honestly just stood outside and looked at a taller and more handsome man sit in this chair. And uh, I, I was a little, that was distracting to me. I have to be honest. I saw you through the glass and you did not blink once. Yeah, I wasn't trying to be intimidating. It's really just, you know, appreciating 
the the creature. <laughs> you and him together have a high handsome quotient, though. I mean, I Thank you're not. You, it wasn't a. Huge... Imagine if they were single guys hitting Inglewood after the show. <laughs> Damage. Go, I, go I over could to, not the, imagine to the landing strip down there, down the street. It's like, you know, Tebow and Scott Hansen back in 2011. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right, you get, who do you want to be? Pick. Of that pair? Yeah. I, I, I appreciate the success that both of those men have had, and I will not take their place. <laughs> Good answer. Let's move to the <laughs> NFC South, starting with A-Town. Usher called it once, 20 years ago. Uh, the Falcons with Matt Ryan in Indianapolis, Calvin Ridley suspended, Julio Jones and Graybeard's purgatory. Falcons are starting over on offense. That excavation began last year with Kyle Pitts, fourth overall. That was some foundation. Then you bring in Drake London, eighth overall. We talked to him actually on Thursday night after the draft, referred uh, to the pair as the Twin Towers. Okay, so now you got... You at least have some pieces there. This is a team that went seven and ten last year, but could have easily been a thirteen loss team. Um, hmm. Do you think Marcus Mariota has a chance to do something, or is it more likely that Desmond Ritter, a third round pick, is playing by Halloween? They scream to me like a team that's going to flip flop between both. Probably uh, Arthur Smith was in Tennessee when Mariota was benched for Ryan Tannehill, so I I tire of this idea that Arthur Smith is fascinated by Marcus Mariota. He Mariota. brought him in. I mean, He did, but it's like well, there weren't a lot of options. I still think that Baker Ritter Mayf- compared himself to Tannehill during well, the process. But so Desmond Ritter is actually again. sort of a Mariota clone too. So it's like, I, but I, I think, I think there's a, this is one rookie who has a chance to, I think, knock off Mariota the minute there's trouble. And with Mariota, it's like, I, I liked him better as a gadget guy. And I think that upped his stock. Him as a week to after week starter, I was scared of that one. I, I don't think they could have had a better draft. Uh, the, to get Ritter in the third round, a potential option at quarterback while you're also getting great athletes. Uh, Arnold Ebichetti in the second round was just tested off the charts. Looks like a great pass rusher. And I think in most drafts where there wasn't so many good edge rushers could have gone in the top 20 and got pushed down. Troy Anderson, I don't know that much about him, but I know he played quarterback and then he played <laughs> running back and then he played linebacker. And when you play one year of linebacker and you get drafted in the second round, you got to be doing something right. And I just like Arthur Smith at least having a vision here with three guys, Pitts, London, and Corderell Patterson that you can do different things with. I think they could be a watchable bad team. Okay, I, I liked that Marcus, in, as far as the gadget role what it meant was we didn't have Marcus going in and out taking the hits and the contact that he did over his tenure in Tennessee that I think kind of hurt him towards the end where here's an explosive athlete that wasn't necessarily able to do uh, due to like the culmination of all those injuries at the time and here's Ryan Tannehill coming off of his injury history was able to take some time away from the game so I think we get a few solid games of Marcus I could say 10 games of solid uh, you know there. That's what they want. But Ritter was supposed to be the most pro-ready guy, maybe. So it does make a little sense. At the bottom of the it. mountain right now, and they're starting to climb. I still think ultimately, and it worked out for them, even though their intentions were otherwise. Deshaun Watson, in addition to all the other reasons why that would have been a problematic move for them, what that would have done to their ability to build a team for years, it just didn't feel like a good fit. That whole setup. Now this is more organic. Let's see if they could do something. We were very compliant. That is not what this podcast is typically about. I was afraid. But it was nice. No, it was just a, it was calming. And that's, that's the difference between the, the organizational structure of trying, like having some sort of plan versus one previous team that we talked about where it's like, what are they doing? You got to yeah. get me, get them right in the jugular. 
You're a little asleep at the wheel, Gravedigger. I think he's a little sheepish because he he had about he probably got some tweets like, bro, yeah. you fired off five thousand rounds. Did you? Yeah, he was letting the thing uh, sing. There was, last a, there was a Reddit meme post of see, Sylvester see, Stallone. But you can't Don't you Rambo. cannot go to the Reddit board and have it start never, to Yeah, never read the Reddit. I think he's just stunned from um that whiplashing he took from Mark earlier in the show. Yeah, that he was has not recovered from what that. my accurate reporting. The tension between the two is I was also thrown off guard because he just let the timer expire. So I was like, oh, No, that's why good. I was surprised why Claybon would let the time tick off. And I, then have a point. Reckless, I, wa- I wanted a dart. It was to be honest. He wanted the dart. Yeah. Um, this is my take on the subreddit board. And everybody, if you're a fan of the show, check it out. I think it's over 20,000 strong. It's great. If you're a fan of the show, enjoy it. You know, be nice to us. But you know what? Ultimately, it's not It's not for us. So that's why it's better for us to stay away. Graver, you make your own decisions. I'm on there. Don't let them change you, though. Don't let them tell I you how like- to think, how to behave you're right i just like to be informed of what what the listeners uh are taking from each episode why though we've got we've we've gone a long way with i think that's healthy from a producer angle graver would like to contextualize his analysis of the show with input from other people who appreciate the show it's a thin line you cross that line though and all of a sudden they'll they'll be your boss you're in no man's land true you didn't take an oath to them i trust your judgment grave digger thank you as do i (laughs) let's move on what are we talking about? It's 48 <laughs> minutes, my ass. <laughs> Up next is Mark Sessler with the Carolina Panthers. There are a lot of interesting things on Reddit, by the way, not just um, our uh, subreddit. Anyways, um, oh. this, is, this is a troubled operation in Carolina. Uh, I, in, I was caught off guard by what's happened over the last year plus because I was all in. And, I, you know, assuming that Baker Mayfield does not come to town, I have one question about a Panthers team that seems to have lost all sense of direction. Doesn't everything here boil down to, and this is not ideal, Matt Corral knocking off Sam Darnold in camp and showing up right away as a competent rookie starter. If he can't play and you get, I know that there are wavering concepts that Sam Darnold is secretly better than he's been, but if you get last year's Darnold all over again, everyone in charge of everything other than the owner is gone by Thanksgiving, correct? Mm. Uh, Thanksgiving. I don't know about Thanksgiving. Well, I'm uh, saying if things go right, real me, south, no, they look like right. last year. I think you're let right. Me, let me carry the water This for owner Darnold. is not, not passion-free. No, let me carry just a little bit of water for Sam. Yeah. Just a little bit of What's water. What's the volume? Like milliliters? Just a milliliter. <laughs> that they were 3-0, and and Darnold was playing well when McCaffrey's body exploded again. But that's going to happen again, probably. But now they have a better offensive line and hypothetically a healthier Christian McCaffrey. That's all I'm going to say. I liked what they did. This is what I I don't believe in Darnold to this point, but I will I will say that the fact that they didn't take a quarterback at six overall was smart. They focused on building that lineup, which is almost as big a problem as quarterback itself. It couldn't have gone any better to get Icky Akonwu, and you look at they he added he they added Icky, bro. Bradley Bozeman. Uh, you had Austin Corbett, so you've got some other free agents that are looking to make this offensive line average. And then you get Corral anyways. And you didn't have to trade that much up to get into the third round to get him. I think he's going to have a great chance to play because I just don't think Sam Darnold will play. I know he keeps getting chances. I looked at these stats. I was like, does anyone with Darnold's this like poor of stats start this many games in the NFL? And I look back through 2000. There, there have been a few. like Joe, But you had to go back. Like Joey Harrington, Mark Sanchez, uh, 
David Carr, the, they were the only ones in the ballpark of guys with this many starts with that low of an adjusted yards per attempt. I think attempt. it's, it's draft pedigree, and all it took was what there were. There was probably one team willing to do that, and it was the Panthers because they were out of options. Well, and they were willing to get Baker Mayfield too. They said if the Browns would pay half his salary, they'd take him, but the but, Browns wouldn't. And pay. I don't. That's think, a hell of a caveat, though. I don't right. think they should. <laughs> but they, go after they, Baker. they were at least ready to take him. Forget about Baker. Forget about Jimmy G. It's over now. You're yeah. already paying Darnold. See if he could play. If he fails, like everyone thinks. Then you put in the kid, and then you can evaluate the position, and then you have a better quarterback. Yeah, the class problem is it's going to be a different coaching staff evaluating the position 12 months from now if, if things go the way we predict. Yeah, the way that it's structured now, there's not a lot to feel great about. What's going to change that, though? Like, if you get bait? If Matt Corral came in and showed it, well, I'm dead. Or at least unconscious. Wait, that wasn't a dart? Ooh, he used the silencer <laughs> revolver there. Whoops. All right, RIP. All right, Mark was an awesome addition to the show. It was an incredible run. Let's bring him back, though. Mark, you're back. I have returned. (laughs) Like the Phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) What a moment for the show. All right, Lazarus is back. Let's now move on to uh, Patrick Claibon on the Saints. The Saints believe uh, they believe that they have a team. They beat the defending champions twice uh, in the division last year, uh, once with without a quarterback on the roster. Um, they going into the draft process. I, I was fortunate enough to to have access to some people there who humble break. <laughs> no, it was great because I don't get that. I don't get that, and so it was fun. It was fun to actually talk talk to people who, of course, are doing so off the record. But they honestly believe uh, that they can contend. The question is, there were some lingering issues. The fan base was tortured by this idea of we're comfortable with the guys that we have in the room, especially a wide receiver. They have stepped out a little bit. Honey Badger comes in. The question ultimately, though, uh, there's so much continuity. Mickey Loomis has been there since I was in high school. There's guys that have been, including Dennis Allen, who've been there. He's been there for 12 years out of the past (laughs) however long since Loomis has been there. But are in keeping all the continuity and keeping Jameis and keeping the staff, are they holding on to a ghost or are they pushing forward towards something realistic in 2022? I think they're living in the present. They are a great uh, example of the city of New Orleans. You can't worry about the future right now if you're in the city of New Orleans. you got to live it up right now. And they're like, the future doesn't matter. It's fun to be a 10 or 11 win team. Let's do that right now and worry about the future later. Now, 10 or 11 wins, maybe you see that as a stretch. They, they had their chances to do it last year. And I think this roster looks better. You get Michael Thomas back. You get a great two in Olave. Uh, I think the offensive line can be okay. Trevor Penning is a, is a big risk, I would say. Uh, but look, I think it's a loaded defense that they kept Dennis Allen because they wanted that defense to stay loaded. I think it's a pretty good looking team. I go back to the game where they whipped Tampa Bay 9 nothing, And Dennis Allen is kept around because the strength of the Saints right now and the core and who they are and their identity is their defense. Like, and they, and in, when I think about a team that could win this division it, it, outside of the Bucks, it would be the Saints, obviously, because they seem to have Brady's number over and over. I mean, that, that's just one little thing that matters inside the South. I mean, they're incomplete. It comes down to quarterback play, everything else. But where they're good, they're really good. I mean, their secondary is the best in the NFL. Where's their big weakness, Danny? Oh, okay. How about Sean Payton's not there anymore? Okay. Yeah. That I feel like we're sleeping free- on that a little bit in this uh, podcast. Like, he is 
arguably one of the best offensive minds in the sport, and now he's gone. And Dennis Allen is now the head coach. And what was Dennis Allen as a head coach in a previous stop? I know a long, long time ago. He was terrible. It was a mess. So that would be the thing that I would be most concerned about, what happens in a Sean Payton free world. And I'm not even going to get into the Winston thing. I know uh, the idea is that he'll build on last year before he blew out his knee. But that's my big concern. What happens in a world where the entire universe has been Five, removed? Four, Got Andy Dalton, three. too. That's, but that's the thing. Everybody's still there. So it's like a big planet. But maybe Got universe? Andy Dalton, too, is not a the most encouraging way I'm to I'm just saying, it. you're not throwing Ian Cook out. It's Saints universe. It was Sean Payton planet left. Okay. Right? Okay. Is the solar system and universe? Yeah, maybe maybe Sean Payton, like, a super massive black hole left, right? A universe is inside the, a solar system? Or no, the other way around. Solar system is inside. Out? Let's call time out. Yeah. There uh, is speculation that inside of every black hole, inside of every singularity, there is a new universe, right? People have speculated that. Um, but in theory, if we're talking about our, the existence of mm. our entire uh-huh. universe, um, maybe you'd be talking about a big galaxy, like a central galaxy being right. Sean Payton. We needed you when we had the multiverse talk a few weeks ago. We were struggling. Oh, we struggled with that one. What if Sean Payton was the sun? And the Saints were the solar system? No, the Saints were Because 99% of Earth. the mass in a solar system is the sun. What about the other planets? Who Those, are they? The other 30, 31. There's, in this universe, there's more than whatever, eight or nine. So Sean Payton brings life, heat, and light to every team. To the Saints. Right. And Mickey Earth. Loomis. That does not, does not Mickey work. Loomis brings, like, <laughs> he, salary cap chicanery. He makes he, the salary he cap. He did that to a film franchise, right, which would not right. exist without... Sean Payton, he is the universe in that. Mickey Loomis is clearly the Milky Way. <laughs> All right, time in. <laughs> Hibby. Greg on the Bucks. <laughs> I, I kind of forgot about the Bucks in the draft. I feel like they've just been uh, flying in under the radar, but they've made more changes, I think, than we realized this offseason. They could have five new starters. I think Logan Hall, they took at the top of the second round, could be a starter. Logan Ryan, remember him? He's on the Bucks now. Probably oh. probably a starter rep- uh replacing uh, your guy uh Whitehead who's who's in, it, you have Russell Gage. You had a second round pick pick Luke Gadecki, who might be uh, a starting guard. You brought in Shaq Mason. Man, this roster's still awesome. Like I there's no reason to think unless Tom Brady isn't as good as he was a year ago that this isn't one of the top Super Bowl contenders. Period. I got out of that game. I don't do it anymore. I mean, Everyone I don't either. Knows it. But it is funny now. He's, he's sustained greatness for so long, Tom, that now nobody asks it anymore. But he's turning 45 in August. But he played so well. I know. Year. I thought he was the best quarterback in the league. But he's turning 45. I'm not I'm not his, going down any other road other than saying he's turning 45 in August. His, well, he his 45 more... isn't our 45. He he stitched a TikTok with Justin Bieber this morning and people were retweeting and I was like, all right, fine, let me watch this. And my first thought when seeing it was like, wow, like Tom looks a lot like Justin Bieber. Like I legitimately thought that that was Tom Brady for a second. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it just does it's not, not apply. The same. The, yeah. the, the, so is he like what is he then? Like 34 right yeah. now? This this right. team though, this like, like 12 years left. They're on year three of this, and like this roster's nice. I know it'd take a little while for Godwin to come back, but I, I look at the defensive line. I still really like it a lot. They still might add Indomitian Sue back into the mix. I still like the second. Like, everything about this team is well-built and well-thought-out, and I even like what they did in the draft. I kind of think also, because this is not a – I think Bruce Arians has had an awesome career and is a good coach, but it, that needed a change based on what we've heard, that – I think Tom Brady is there because Arians is out, and he the week-to-week processing of the offense with Byron Leftwich might be smoother. 
I don't feel the same way about the Bucks as I do the Saints with the head coach switch out. I'm with you on that. I think uh, Todd Bowles deserves the second chance. He's got a much better team. They have continuity on the off- offensive side of the ball with coaching and also Tom Brady, who's a coach, basically. His so. team's trying to win now, which which helps when you're the head coach. And and Byron Leftwich, I you know, you maybe have a question at like left guard. I mean, if the biggest concern you have is like Alex Kappa left, you've had a nice little offseason. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I mean, we could talk about does do you think Gronk knows that they took a tight end to the fourth round? Like, does he literally know right now? No, I don't think that's the kind of stuff he's concerned with no. uh, in early May. I don't think he's doing like breakdowns of Cade Otten. He's probably I, doing like whippets by the sea right now. Julian Edelman to the Bucks. Ten, nine, <laughs> well, no. Audible groan. Six, <laughs> he's probably cooked. He's an Emmy uh, nominee. Got to keep him on uh, Showtime. Showtime. I don't think I've watched anything on Showtime since. Wild Things in 1998. Mm. Yellow Jacket good movie. Good show. Oh, I did see Yellow Jacket, so it was very so good. All right. I stand down. You in a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break and then uh, close it out with the NFC West. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, here we go. The Cardinals, Mark Sessler. I see a team on the brink. I, uh, they, mm. You know, look, at they were 11 wins last year. We all know how the season went. They were hushed in free agency. They added guys like Will Hernandez and Nick Vigil. They lost Chandler Jones, Jordan Hicks, Chase Edmonds. They gave away their first-round pick for a good but not great wideout in Hollywood Brown. 
Kyler Murray totally baited out of his social media campaign for cash, but might get paid anyway if it doesn't if he doesn't stage some sort of pretentious <laughs> holdout a few months from now. They're in a division with the feisty, better coach Niners and a Rams team that dropped a scud missile on the Cardinals in the playoffs. DeAndre Hopkins is dust until midseason. They play the AFC West. Yeah. Outside of the fact that much of the NFC sort of rots. Where's the optimism around this team? I don't think I think they are a playoff chance because the NFC is sort of top heavy with a bunch of junk otherwise. But have I been too tough on the flying creatures who are red? Did you mention the DeAndre Hopkins sus- suspension? Yeah. I said DeAndre Hopkins is dust until midseason. Dust. dust. Like snapped away. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to be overly negative about this team, but it, everything just feels like it's not going to go well for them this year. And that's before you even get into the the posturing on social media with Murray and whether this is actually going to work out or is he going to disappear? Well, I honestly, that's, that's the place that I start. Like why, why did this even happen? Like, why are you trying to save? What, what was the goal in trying to save what, like four or $5 million in a negotiation with your franchise quarterback, right? That you took a year after taking another guy you thought was going to be your franchise quarterback. Like all those decision makers are still there. Like, so, so what, what, what did we ultimately gain from all this? I don't know that they did. I think I'm you are Mark. probably being too hard, though, Mark. I mean, I'm not saying they're a four win team. I just I I don't know what. All right. Over or under eight and a half wins over because I do think oh, we still have Kyler Murray. All that? I, I just sense something a little bit an aura, an aura of disappointment around them. my, right my bigger concern is that Cliff Kingsbury has not shown uh, a lot of creativity the whole idea behind his offense, like we're going to do the same thing every down and every week, and we're just going to be better at it than than people. He probably, you know, we're going to execute like simplified. Absolutely, but like DeAndre Hopkins lines up in the exact same place every time. Like they're they're not mixing that up. They're the, and they don't execute better as the season goes along. And more importantly, they haven't developed uh, very well on defense either. They drafted Isaiah Simmons. Uh, you drafted uh, Zayvon Collins a year ago. You haven't gotten like in general. I haven't seen this team develop young players other than Kyler. Murray, who are the young players that the Cliff Kingsbury era has developed? Nobody. I think they have a nice defensive coach in Vance Joseph in terms of like game planning and everything, but I don't know. Especially those all those young receivers that came in at the same time as Kyler. It's like, what happened there? And again, they, they extended Cliff, right? They extended Cliff without doing any public posturing. It was just like, oh, hey, man, we know it's been oh, yeah. disappointing. Here's your extension. Steve right. Kime through 2027. Aren't your best quarterbacks supposed to get better and better as the season goes along? I'll take yep. that. <laughs> that one hit Mark. Right in the ear. <laughs> uh, the world champion Los Angeles Rams. Where do we come down on the Rams? Are they better? Are they worse than uh, after that second Sunday in February? Do we feel like this is a team that can run it back? Or are they more that classic, we got hot, we won a, we won a chip, and then we kind of just faded the next season? We'll see. But I do. I wonder about the offensive line. Stafford is not an incredibly mobile quarterback. He's another year older. Andrew Whitworth retires. Austin Corbett signs with the Panthers in free agency. I know you have your guy in-house that you moved to left tackle. I'm blanking on his name. Joe Noteboom. Joe Noteboom. And you got Logan Bruss uh, out of the draft. So there you go. You address that. Uh, But I think how that offensive line comes together is highly important. And then I wonder about Odell. Is Odell coming back? Because I do see a hole when you say goodbye to Robert Woods um, like they did in this offense without him. They did add Allen Robinson, who yes. I think, you know, could be they they, when Cooper, they go get Cup, these guys. Obviously. Right. But I feel like the 
I know they seem to have a fetish for Van Jefferson. But I feel like they're one guy short. Though. I mean, if, if you know, not to go off topic, but there is the Odell Beckham portrait along the hallways here at NFL Network, which they Huge repainted subplot. from a Browns uniform <laughs> to a Rams. So if he doesn't come back to that Rams, that painter we have up on floor three is going to have to repaint no, the uniform. No, a third that time. guy is being contracted, so he gets another phone call and another eight hundred bucks. So he's mm, pulling. That's all it. he's making for that. And, and eight rocks. That's not bad. It, it's worth it because considering the impact that Odell had on this team last year, that's why it's tough for me to say that they're better while he's not there. Uh, also, you know, Vaughn's going to the Hall of Fame. Vaughn had an incredible playoff yeah. run. You can make the case. That's why they didn't have a the second run. or third round pick. Yeah. Not that they would do anything different. And so it's 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 difficult for me to say, especially looking back at the Super Bowl, going back and watching it. The Bengals' plan for Odell and Cooper on the field at the same time was, hey, I hope Joe scores some points. They weren't stopping them. Like, Odell getting hurt uh, changed the course of that game. And mm-hmm. him not there, I, I, I can't say they're better. I'm not saying they're bad. Eight I can't rocks. say they're better. Uh, for I, two hours of work, by the way, for that contract. It takes longer than two hours, by no, the way. He works quickly. I think they might be better. I mean, not then you know, they were in the playoffs necessarily, but just overall – a lot of defending champs, even if they don't finish the job, come out pretty hot. The Patriots, I mean, remember the pa- even that lousy 2018 title relatively uh, defense, they start out 7-0. Last year, the Bucks come out hot. I think they're going to be ready to roll. You added enough new blood with, like, Bobby Wagner. You traded for Troy Hill during the draft from Cleveland for a fifth-round pick, which I think was a sneaky big move for them. They needed cornerbacks, and they got a starter for basically nothing. It's the type of smart moves that they make time after time. And every offseason, we go into it being like, I don't know about this Rams offensive line, except for that one year in 2019. They're always, like, really good anyways. They always figure it out with coaching. Like, I have a lot of faith in this team. And Whitworth really was such good. an anchor of that, that whole squad for years. And That's fair. Um, how about this, Mark? Like a squid game scenario? The guy comes in. You have two hours to repaint Odell Beckham. If you fail, floor opens up. He drops into a f- inferno. He, he finishes. Ding, 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 ding. I'd watch that. $800. Eight rock. But then you kill the painter and you've got like a half Rams jersey. It doesn't jersey, seem like enough money. I think jersey. that's like less than he probably yeah. would make. Did you see squid and games? He's, and he's facing the risk of death. No. It right. was class warfare. <laughs> right. What financial yeah. calamity did he fall into to have to take this deal? <laughs> you cost him like $96 to fill up his truck I, gas tank to get here. Listen, there are a lot of people listening. I would like it. $800. I know, but you don't understand You're not painting. risking death. You don't, yeah, but you and your painting would be understand terrible. understand painting. No, it's not that. It's not how Imagine Dan doop, doop, painting over. Is that what you think? Is that what you think painting sounds like? It's a little doop, doop, doop. <laughs> you were so far removed from the beep, trade. Beep, beep, Done. No darts because painting. that was not about the team at yeah, all. Yeah, that's so fine. Thank you. Just look at you. Um, all right. What team did we just do, Mark? That was the LA Rams. Get him. <laughs> gotcha. All F right. You. Seahawks. <laughs> Greg. Uh, you know how that, that, that tweet, the Kevin Clark tweet, oh, there's never a normal Seahawks game. I feel like there's never a normal Seahawks draft until this one. It was like a normal oh. Fun, oh. fun draft. They usually do like really weird things. Instead, they got Charles Cross, who I think the Jets would have taken at 10. I think a lot of teams were excited about him. Uh, a, a 
top three tackle at the very least. Some people had him as a top tackle. They needed to replace uh, Dwayne Brown. You get another potential starting tackle in one of DJ's favorites, Abe Lucas, in the third round. Kenneth Walker, yeah, it's a running back in the second round, but it's the Seahawks. That's what they do. Him and Rashad Penny, nice combo. Uh, combo. Boy, Mafe got a lot of comparisons to Michael Bennett. Uh, during the process, another one of those edge rushers that I think because this class was so deep, got pushed down, very athletic. It just it all looked good. It all made sense. I think it's if they're rebuilding, this was a good start. That's it. Like they're doing the Lions thing where you don't have to get the quarterback right away. Let's start getting some young blood in here and see what we can build for that next. Quarter. They also did not trade away DK Metcalf. Yep. I and do, it sounds like he's going to get signed to a long-term deal. He said so. That's 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 also telling you this isn't a full-on rebuild, but I am already uh, bored to tears with the quarterback situation if they don't go get Baker Mayfield. I cannot Wait, process having to watch that. The Lions and Seahawks is not an apples-to-apples apples comparison with the quarterback situation. The Lions very clearly were taking the long game. Do you get the feeling that Pete Carroll at 70 years old is like, all right, let's start building this thing from the ground up? Not a five-year rebuild. I think they expect to contend, and that's why I was so surprised they didn't take a quarterback. I mean, I I know it wasn't a great quarterback class. I think they like Drew and Geno Smith more than most people. Does Pete like the Broncos just learned this lesson there? Does Pete really like quarterbacks that much that all anyway? That that was my confusing thing about the draft is you get Charles Cross out of a Mike Leach team who's who's dropping back right sixty five million times. But I know Pete wants to run the ball, and, and so I guess the, if the evaluation showed that, that Charles Cross brings what they want to the run game, then similar I'm with Abe Lucas too, who yeah. they, they were kind of like an air raid team. It's almost like he's he's pivoted to the whole other end of the spectrum where. Whether he wants a good quarterback or not, he wants one who is not um, powerful and not mouthy. And so he's gone and yeah. found two very powerless. Well, then Baker's not coming. If, but my thought was Baker's going to be there because I think at the end of the day, Carroll is going to want someone with a little more upside than what he has. There's buzz play. there, though, that it's just like it's not about his play necessarily, that they just right. they don't want him. Right. And I think they've made that clear because they could have had him. For virtually nothing, and they didn't. They didn't. So the, so the entire do league doesn't want him. But, but what he would about make the, the Seahawks Sessler better. Report on Fox Sports One or whatever. Oh, that's true. You. Um, well, I, I said he would wind up there. Now let's if, Gene, if, if precious Geno Smith like twisted an ankle in the preseason, maybe they they do it at then. If it's if it's Baker or Drew Locke, if the quarterback in Seattle has Five, more pass attempts four, this year than Russell Wilson three, had last year, then two, sound all kinds of alarms. <laughs> Red um, alert. It's gonna be Geno. Dart my ass. Uh, it is such a peak Carroll move to trade Russell Wilson, then draft two two tackles or, or two linemen and a running back. <laughs> He's all in. He's like, I'm back, baby. This is my team. I'll take the dart. I like to imagine. I like to imagine a comma after dart my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Close us out, uh, Patrick Claybon with the Niners. Uh, the Niners and this Debo circumstance, which makes you wonder about. What is what's the actual? We saw it with the Titans and AJ Brown. Like you have a player that's transcendent that sells a lot of jerseys. that's had a lot of success there. Why do you wait? Uh, why do you wait to pay them, especially after such a great season? And then you wonder if that is because of this lingering contract situation with Jimmy G. And mm-hmm. so that's really the only question that I have. And we kind of touched on it earlier because it's going to determine if he goes and when he goes, because circumstances are going, to, are going to change for some quarterback, for some team in the league. Would that team, whoever it is, rather have Jimmy G or Baker Mayfield? I, I'm with you 100% from the financials because you, all the money you need is sitting on Jimmy G's in his you know direct deposit. It's $21 million they can clear if they move on from him. They just seem like they kind of don't give an F 
about what we think or anyone else thinks about the quarterback position, about Debo Samuel, about everything. I, I see a scenario where they're content to go into the year with Jimmy G and Trey Lance and maybe even start Jimmy G again if he wins the summer competition. I'm curious if any of that other Debo reporting out there is legit about not liking the area of the country, about uh, not liking how he was used in the offense. The, I'm working under the assumption that that's all typical stuff, but it's just like, pay me. Right. Um, He's refollowed them on Instagram. He right, has refollowed so the 49ers. it's simply a matter of pay, pay that man. You don't want to trade him. You made it clear during the whole pre-draft ramp-up, anybody that asked about it, you basically asked for the entire organization in return. So now just find some money between the cushions and let's go. I could be wrong, but I think the A.J. Brown move might have helped. And yeah, they don't have a lot of cap space and that's where the Jimmy G thing comes in. But you don't need to have a huge cap number if you just give him a big guarantee, push it into the future. 25 a year for A.J. Brown. Okay, so what's that sets a price. Debo's maybe worth a little more than that. And and I think they could be comfortable getting that done. They just maybe weren't ready for it in April. But if you, if you plan on giving Debo between 60 and 100 carries, like... Derrick Henry, you could make an easy case that he is the best runner of the football in the NFL, right? But who's who is lining up to pay Derrick Henry as horrible as it is? Right. And so for Debo's situation, you look at, say, an A.J. Green, right, who's made 25% of his career salary in the past five years. Like, those last few years of a receiver's career are very important to make money. And if they're going to be bashing him into the ground, then they're going to need to pay him for it, right? So that's that's where I think the how I, I'm used. Might be why they use a third-round pick, not directly related to Debo, but they keep taking running backs. I think they used Debo as a running back because they had to. No one yep. was healthy, and that was... He was on board with it, too, by the way. Right. That, that, the part of that story is annoying. They knew that they only needed, like, a B-minus Jimmy G to make the Super Bowl, and they didn't get that. They, they got, got, like, a D-minus, like D minus, but that's what they were trying to do. He'd be such a, he was such a badass in that role. Where What's... Dart me. What is Jimmy G's market in, on May 5th? I think it's if a quarterback, well, it's none right now. But if someone gets hurt, so that's where we're at now. Now I we think with wait Baker Mayfield to too, it, unless yeah. someone's right, going to guarantee Baker Mayfield's salary. That's interesting. I would have never predicted that that he would be. Can't throw till July, so it's yeah. like it, he, that. I think actually that could work out for the Niners because you get great oh, value. That one went by me under my armpit, oh. hit Dan yep. in the stomach. Yeah, he's foaming at the mouth now. Oh! <laughs> all right, Patrick, you said it all. I don't think anyone can be upset this this episode. We covered every team pretty well. I was going to ask you, like, did we screw anybody? Should we go back and talk about the Colts a little bit? like mm, no? Or the Texans? I no. don't know. Well, that rewards petulance. We won't do that here. Good call. <laughs> Patrick, what do you got coming up? Where can we find you? Uh, the final episode of Path to the Draft for the 2022 draft is coming up tomorrow right here. On now the it's the path from the draft. Yeah, right? this is it. This is the path away. Uh, we're not going to do a way too early mock draft because those things are hilarious <laughs> when you look back at them. Uh, but we're just Sam Howell breaking it down. Like a top 10 pick at this point last year. It's a tough sitch. He may tough start. Sitch. He may be starting. So, well, so, so it is still Path to the Draft. You're talking 2020. That is, that is the official name of the show. It has not changed. Draft grade. But you're not looking back. No, it's still the path to the draft. But you're looking back. Yeah. It sounds like you haven't arrived there yet, though. But there, there, as much time as we devoted to the draft, there is still stuff from the path that we can Well, right, no, it's one path. You just passed the draft, and now you're back on the path uh, to another draft. 
Well, then you're looking forward. I know, Dan, is, Dan is, it's a path away from the draft. So they should rebrand it this week. How about so easy? The graphic right. you take the like the red market scroll, bingo, boom, boom, two, and then put like like not put in from like Scrabble. See, you're you're in. all about artists having to destroy their work and redo it today. <laughs> you <laughs> get two right. hours, and then you fall into the inferno. <laughs> it's like, can you do it? And then I'm like, I eight hundred dollars, absolutely. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Why not die? Bop, 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 oops. oops, bing. Pay me. I don't know why that gets you mad, but I love it, Mark. I just don't think that you understand how painting works. <laughs> I don't I don't think that this is how Dan thinks painting works. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have I nothing else to go on. At one point, I, I, I do, used a ding in my painting. So. Right. I, <laughs> would, I would uh, you know. nominate Mark, though. I don't know what uh, Claybon's uh, artistic proclivities are here, but like I think bathroom. Mark would be the guy if, if one of us needed to go. Two hours on the clock? OBJ out in the... In the hallway, or else all of us go into the into the pit. I'm nominating Mark because he's got a lot of great artistic. He does uh, with, within with it. the clock. I'm worried about the clock. I wouldn't be. I could. I could absolutely nail that assignment. It w- I, 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 as much as I trust and appreciate you, it wouldn't come to that. They'd have to kill me before I'd be in the pit circumstance. <laughs> so that's just that. I'm fighting. Did you see Squid Games? I, I did. And I, the whole time, like like most things, I'm like, all right, guys, this is where we unite and rise up and destroy the oppressor. But they never do that. They never do. Yeah, they do. Spoiler it, alert. Sorry. Like uh, Claybon was just waiting for like episode four union meeting. Yeah, that's exactly. it. <laughs> all right, Patrick, thank you very much. Thank you to Henry Hodgson. Thank you to the Gravedigger, Randy Chavez, for helping us out. Uh, we will be back. Well, I'm going on vacation. I'm out of here. Nice. So you guys figure it out next Play week. Playbond, you might be back. Everybody. I think we're going to be bringing you back. I'll see you on the up. other side. Bye, Until Dale. then, heed the call. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>